T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. David Cobb writes about college football and college basketball for CBS Sports. Go follow him on Twitter on X at David W. Cobb. Cobb, I want to get into the latest NCAA court decisions. But before we do that, what are the Tigers getting in Naquan Tomlin? Hey, they're getting a, a double-figure scorer from an Elite Eight team and a guy who has a lot of length, which, from what I hear, it sounds like uh, Jordan Brown may not be around uh, too much longer. So get, it sounds well, like he first is, off, uh, Cobb, the number one, the you got to tell him to get well soon. Well, he's sick. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yes, he, yes. He's, he's obviously yes under the weather. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going around. So obviously, we, we, it is, and we mm-hmm. hope he we hope he feels yes. better. Uh, hopefully, Penny is uh, kept in the loop about that sickness. He seemed a little bit unsure after the A and M game. Yes. But, uh, uh, no, today I think he's still he's still sick today. Everybody deals with sickness in their own that's true way. So. Uh, Anyway, I mean, Nick Fontana's a great player, though, so uh, that's a – I mean, what a weird thing to be able to go and get a guy who six weeks ago it seemed like he was going to be playing for Kansas State and be a starter for Kansas State, and now all of a sudden he's available mid-year. Uh, yeah, that's that's fantastic uh, for Memphis, and he'll be, he'll be helpful. He's long. He's old. He fits exactly like who they already are almost to a T. No, we say that it's a weird thing. Maybe this is just going to become the norm because after today's court rulings, again, help help explain it. So it's a it's a court in the northern district of West Virginia, correct? That was challenged about the waiver limit, and the ruling essentially stated the NCAA has no right to limit the amount of transfers to limit the amount of transfers. Now the question becomes is. Does this appeal? Does this apply to everyone? Is this yeah. one court? Where Where do you start with this? Yeah. So the NCAA has subsequently released a statement saying that it will not enforce uh, its rules over the period of this temporary injunction. <laughs> what a world! So, what a world! So yeah, but it's not permanently resolved yet. My My understanding is that this is a 14 day ruling. The NCAA is going to abide by the ruling for that time. But they are going to appeal, 
and try to get a different ruling on the 27th. So this may not be permanent, but in the short term, there are dozens of basketball players around the country who will benefit from this. Uh, Localizing it a little bit, the one that comes to mind is uh, Brandon Murray at Ole Miss. And he was ineligible because he went from LSU to Georgetown to Ole Miss, and he's only a third-year player. So it's not like he had graduated and was eligible as a graduate transfer like all these Memphis guys are. And uh, so a guy like that's going to benefit greatly from this, uh, at least <laughs> at least for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Chris Beard will be able to play him if he wants to. Like, ultimately, though, what the hell is the NCAA doing? Like, they got to do something here. They're, all their rules have been invalidated. Like, <laughs> like I don't well, understand. Like, well, but I, 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 riddle me this. If all of your bylaws, which they're not rules, Mark, they're bylaws. Yeah. If all their bylaws don't stand up, how do you make? How do you fight it with what? Do you make more bylaws that are not going to stand up? I think no. It's ultimately like if we're going to have this change in college sports, it needs to happen now. Like, what are we waiting for? That we're like going like all the everything the NCAA has quote unquote built is being torn down. What are we waiting for to rebuild something that people actually want? As stru- like, there yeah, needs to be some structure. Well, I don't know why the NCAA is going to try and appeal this ruling. If they are, maybe they'll back down from that. But if they choose to appeal it, it's it's a fruitless endeavor because the uh, NCAA board of directors, like like six weeks ago, asked the NCAA to revisit this very issue. So the board of directors was already like leaning away from these rules to begin with, and now the NCAA is tr- going to try to fight to uphold them in court. It just seems like wasted energy, wasted breath. I mean, look, I'm not sitting here – you saying, yay, college sports free agency. But, like, you know, my amateur lawyer mind here is thinking, the NCAA has no path forward here. Like, why, why are they wasting the energy on this? We're eventually going to get to a place, right, where these guys have to sign contracts. Like, actual, like, like what they, the pros they, sign. When, no, but they're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to have to make them employees. It's going to have to go to that. There's okay, no, but here's the other problem. They're not going to be able to afford a lot of, you know, the other sport. Like it's, that's what's going to happen if they keep going down this what, path. What, no, my question is, what happens to, and Cobb, you might have a better sense of this, what happens, like, if you, if you do that, this mm-hmm. is what a lot of the, lot of the blowhard journalists that mm-hmm. don't really understand how it works, if this is the path you're going for, mm-hmm. you're basically going to play two sports because yes. you're turning it into a business. Mm-hmm. You're going to play football and you're going to play basketball. Yep. And maybe some people will play baseball. baseball and then maybe some will play women's basketball that make, there are plenty of schools that make money on women's basketball but they're few and far between. Mm-hmm. So maybe you do that. But Cobb, like, what does that do for the whole rest of the thing? Like, I don't, I don't feel like everyone's act. I think everyone just like says they should be employees. They should be employees and act like, and act like that. That solves everything. It doesn't solve anything. Well, there's money to be taken away from the coaches' salary pool. There's money to be pulled yeah. away from the administrative salary pool. I mean, you're talking at, at like Tennessee, for example, like in in the 21, 22 year. They spent almost $60 million on coaching salaries and on administrative costs, which are like administrative salaries. Like, the industry is bloated. And so these athletic departments can say, whoa, this is catastrophic, and if we have to pay the players, then we'll have to cut sports. But I think before we get to that point, there needs to be some inward reflection about what they can cut from from themselves, being the coaches and the uh, the administrative staff. And – I think I think we are nearing the like breaking point for coaching salaries. I think within the next three years, the the coaching salaries will will hit the ceiling, 
and like we won't see them go any higher. It, it feels like in a lot of ways for like a lot of the various revenue streams in sports, it feels like we're, we we were talking about it off air, Jeffrey. The 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 price of sports franchises has ballooned to the point where I think like we're going to reach a point soon where there's a bubble simply because like who can afford how much these teams are worth at this point? There's not very many people. Then you've got. The TV rights, whether it's college football or we're seeing in the NBA now where this exponential growth over the years is certainly slowing down. And it feels like maybe, you know, some people think that bubble could burst. And now you're talking about this here, like the administrative well, side. We might have also, Cobb, we might have seen it to a smaller degree with AM. I know everyone laughs at Jimbo's buyout, but I took notice, like, I think for a while we kept thinking, oh, that this was like a Shiano Sunday with, uh, with the March Stoops revolt, I don't really think there was a revolt. I think the, the more you figured it out is A&M's board sat there and said, we have two very similar coaches in March Stoops and in uh, 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 um, Mike Elko. Mike Elko. I, was, I, was like, I was thinking of Ted Roof, the former Duke coach, in Mike Elko. But one's going to cost us $7 million a year, and he'll take the job. We can have an incentive later. Versus the other one, we're going to have to go pay, I don't know, 40 to $50 million and then give him $10-plus million a year. I think they made a business decision, and yeah. I, I think that's kind of where it might be starting. And if A&M's making a business decision, i, I got to think most of the other schools are going to start doing the same. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, they would have almost had to give Stoops Jimbo money to yes. leave in Kentucky worth it, <laughs> which would have been ridiculous. So, yeah, the Elko decision was much more financially – savvy and sound you know with the thing one thing i i'm curious to know how long it takes for us to get to this point is what this idea charlie baker at the ncaa has of establishing these trust funds the conversation uh, the starter athletes. yeah uh I, how long until it started it, we start writing it into the coaching contracts that a certain percentage of their salary will go into those trust funds right because uh, the coaches are, are trying to – they're banging the door on the collective and saying, you guys have to donate if we're going to get enough players uh, in here to actually win. And it's like, well, dude, look in the mirror. You make $6.5 million to go 7-5? and five? Dog, how about you donate um, 10% of your salary? You can go buy yourself three linemen. It, you even donate three, like 10% of your salary. And so, I mean, I think that's the obvious oh, thing. I, I, to your point, I think, I think it's starting. I mean, I heard – I heard stories of G5 coaches that were interviewing for P5 jobs that were saying, okay, take, you know, instead of paying me $5 million a year, pay me $3 million a year, take that $2 million, put it into the NIL fund, and then kind of do the, doing the same with the staff. So, I mean, I, I think it's probably headed that way sooner rather than later. Yeah, and you're making more as a Power Five coach, even if you're donating. Correct. A lot. Yeah, you know that it works for guys that are making a million bucks. They're still getting a three hundred percent pay raise, and then they're saying, "We'll use the rest to go get talent." Yeah, and so we're gonna have to phase out some of these these guys who have been, you know, suckling at the teat of a bloated industry for quite a quite some time here. And, and maybe once we do, we can get these coaching salaries under control. But. Yeah, the ruling today is just, to me, more evidence that the NCAA has no leg to stand on in court. It is more negative momentum for the association as a whole, and it's ultimately going to lead toward this sort of free agency and, and, and the mass uh, transferring 
even more than we've seen. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if, if in light of today's ruling, there's like 100 new football players trying to enter the trans- transfer portal like as we speak. Oh, I mean, you got to think, right? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, for now it's only a 14-day ruling, but it certainly suggests that uh, the day is coming when you'll be able to transfer four times in four years or five times in five years or, or what have you. But, I mean, I think also you got to do the calculus that you, you started off with. Does anyone really believe, like the NCAA is saying that they're going to go try to get uh, another ruling? We've seen the NCAA say they're going to do things, and then when push comes to shove, if it's considered anti-player, which this is considered anti-player, they just back down. Because I think yeah. Bud, Elliott, Bud Elliott laid it out perfectly today on Twitter. Essentially what it came down to is the NCAA said, uh, you know, the courts are saying to the NCAA, you say that they're not employees, correct? And the NCAA is like, yes, they're not employees. And then the courts have best said, so why are you, you know, why, do you, why are you giving them non-competes if they're not employees? And I just don't know if there's a lot of courts that are going to support that. Yep. Yeah, how about the, uh, the Northern District of West Virginia giving us a, a big-time ruling? I mean, yes. probably the biggest, biggest day that courtroom has seen since the, uh, the Hatfields and McCoys, I would, I would imagine. Well, it's just it's a lot of adjectives also. <laughs> yeah. A lot of yeah, directional. Like, Nor- Northern West Virginia feels like if you're watching a movie that didn't want to pay to license college football names, like, Northern West Virginia would be one of the schools that, you know, that you'd see in that type of movie. Yeah, let's hope we don't have a, a, a video game here in a few months that has a, a team called Northern West Virginia in it. Uh, but, yeah, I was trying to figure out how to write the judge's name and, like, properly <laughs> identify him. And I was, like, I was like 13 letters deep into proper nouns uh, before I just decided to call him a U.S. District Court judge there you go. and uh, get on with it. Yeah, I, I, I do indeed like that. Uh, how for you? You're, you're paid to keep up with this. How how locked into the portal are you right now? Because I think I've given up. I, I think oh, I've reached football, my saturation point. Yeah, I'm hands off with the football portal, man. <laughs> like it's too much. It's I mean, too I, much. I, I try to keep keep tabs on uh on the quarterback. Yeah, if there's a if, if there's a big quarterback name, I'll pay attention. Uh, yeah. like, like, yeah. like yesterday, Memphis lost <laughs> Cam Smith. Like it was a starting state. It played a lot for this team on defense this past season. Entered the transfer portal, and I was just like, whatever, they'll probably get someone who's, yeah. you know, like, they'll probably, they'll get someone to replace them, you know, they'll figure it out. You know, like, it's just like, yeah. it's just, it, it, it's kind of, yeah, when there's over, what, are there 1,500 names or something in it, in the portal or well, something? I, I'm with Cobb. I I suspect after today there's going to be more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, five, year, five years ago, the Memphis starting safety going into the portal was like a breaking news story that yes. you got to have, right? Yeah. And now it's just like, oh, maybe a tweet if I'm feeling energetic. Well, no, um, remember, remember when losing a guy to the portal was a sign of cracks in the program? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. you've lost the locker room. He went in the portal. Yeah, oh my and gosh. Now it's like, whatever. No, no, no. Now it's like, it's like, all right, well, just as long as you get, you yeah. get as much as you lost yeah. out of it. You know, like two years ago, Ryan Silverfield, the portal was a problem, not because he lost guys to the portal. It was because it felt like when push came to shove, he didn't get, you know, as much as he lost. This year, yeah, yeah he lost, like, some significant guys to the portal, but he got a bunch of guys, significant contributors to this year's team out of the portal, and so he didn't really care. Like, remember when Caden Priestcorn left for Ole Miss? Yeah. It was like, holy crap. But, like, ultimately, like, I didn't really think about Caden Priestcorn not being on this team this past season for Memphis because ultimately they got more than they, I think, lost in the portal. Yeah, it usually evens out in the long run. And 
you know, people can debate whether or not, oh, is it good for a team? Is it good for, for the sport? I don't know. I, I do know this, though. It is good for content. Because, I mean, oh, that's what, yeah, that's that's important, and, and and takes and takes off the content, yeah. Well, yeah, and that gets that does matter though, because you think about like the NBA and like the interest that is driven for the NBA over the off season with free agency, and that's like a huge part of what being an NBA fan is. And I know a lot of traditional college sports fans love college sports because they aren't the NBA and they aren't the NFL, and and so I get that. But in terms of, like, driving interest and engagement in college football, like, it's actually a good thing. But the only problem, though, is that it, it's at the worst time. <laughs> because, like, we should be talking about the bowl games right now. We should be talking about the coaching carousel. We should be uh, getting ready for uh, signing day, which is in less than two weeks. But It's a week, I believe, portal, early signing day. It's a week from today. Who would have known? Yeah, but it's, instead the portal just takes over uh, an already busy time on the calendar. So, like, I mean, I know it's not really that practical, but if there was a way to, like, move all the portal stuff to a time in the calendar when college football needs some uh, talking points. Like, that would be great. I do wonder long-term, though, it, it feels like more than ever you are now, fans are acknowledging I'm cheering for laundry. I think you're able to lie to yourself for a long time, like, oh, they're they're part of my school. Like, there's this, I think now everyone realizes you're cheering for laundry I do wonder if the lack of familiarity with rosters and whatnot, is that going to lead to disinterest? Like, I, I do yeah, think, like, long-term, that's a question I have. Yeah. Yeah, short-term, it's fine. Like, the ratings yeah. are up beyond the standard effect. Like, great season in college football this year. I think short-term, everything's fine. Yeah. Long-term, does the fabric, the emotional underpinning of college football get threatened by a lot of this? I think that's a College a sports period. Yeah. Concern. College sports yeah. period. And I mean, yeah, like I grew up uh, loving Tennessee football, guys like Cedric Wilson out of Memphis, Al Wilson out of Jackson, the kicker Jeff Hall, he was from oh, Western yeah. Tennessee. You know, these four-year uh, in-state uh, warriors who, you know, uh, were, were loyal to the old state U, right? And now, now that's just going to be exceedingly rare. Well, the other, thing, it'll give- the, other, the other thing I was thinking, Mark was asking me before the show, did you watch the, was it too painful, did you watch the 97 yeah, Heisman, the Heisman 30 for 30? The 1997 Heisman. I mean, I was thinking. I was thinking about that. Well, first off, if you've watched anything on it, it, it's basically like a just a repackaging of all the material that you've seen for your whole life. But the other thing, there was a couple of moments that stood out to me. Peyton announced that he was returning and not going to the draft in April. In April, (laughs) and now we have guys like when they lose three games, is Caleb Williams going to opt out of the season? <laughs> like, now it's like, wow, what a different world we live in. Well, and then in addition to that, literally the Tennessee-Florida game, like the narrative, one of the dominating narratives going into the Tennessee-Florida game, which like the third game of the year or whatever, was like, can can Peyton cement his Heisman favorite status? And it's like, we don't talk about the Heisman like that anymore. No, we don't. The Heisman seems to have lost some of its uh, cultural cachet. I'm not really sure why. Like, it feels like the Jaden Daniels Heisman Trophy victory is one of the least, like, talked about or or interesting, like, Heisman situations. And, you know, here we are a quarter century ago. We were, you know, we're, we're making documentaries about it now. I don't think anybody's going to be making a documentary about Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman this year. Well, that, this was my overreaction on Monday. I It was so bizarre to me, and maybe this is the impact of gambling lines coming into college football being part of the conversation we now just look at the odds, and Jaden Daniels was such a massive favorite. 
that it, maybe it was a foregone conclusion. The thing that struck me on Saturday night watching it was when they put the results up. Like, yeah, this wasn't – who did Luck lose to? Was it Mark Ingram? Was that the one that was so – that was really, really close? Like, it wasn't – I don't remember. It wasn't yeah. like that. But this was pretty close between him and Penix. And at the same time, it just – like, I that you know what I mean? Like, we actually had a pretty close Heisman race – and it felt like that was just not even discussed at all. Yeah, no, it's interesting. Vegas must have sunk their teeth into the voters. Like, like the, the, the sharks out there and, and their tentacles must have known, yeah. right? Because these voters are not like, uh, they're not like, uh, I don't know. They're just like writers and stuff, you know, and, and personalities. So it's, uh, it, was, it might have been easier to get a read on them from, from the betting standpoint. But it was closer. And, in fact, if, um, if Bo Nix and Michael Penix weren't quarterbacks in the same conference, then, you know, if there had been a little more geographical difference between them to break up yeah. the vote, like, you know, Daniels might not have won. But I thought he was a deserving winner. His numbers are on par with Joe Burrows from uh, the the 2019 season in terms of his overall production and uh, the amount of touchdowns he scored. Of course, though, I mean, the LSU team in 19 went undefeated and won the national title, and this year's team did not. But still, it, even in spite of that, I mean, I felt like, Jaden Daniels deserved it. No, to your point, it's like, okay, if I would have had a vote, I would have voted Jaden Daniels because I thought he was the most outstanding player in college football this year. Like From yeah. I, from all of what I watched, I thought he was the most outstanding player, which to me was a good thing. Like, I, I got really tired of, all right, who's just the best player on a playoff team? Or who's the best quarterback on a playoff team? Like, I find that fairly boring. Yet at the same time, it's like this actually ended up being a decent race with Penix, and it was just – I don't know. Like I felt like on Saturday, I was just like passively, like casually watching. Yeah, it was. It, I didn't even really pay that close attention to it, honestly. Like, yeah, you know, we, we get to these these postseason awards. It's kind of like the college football playoff has just taken all the oxygen yeah. out of the room uh, to a certain extent, and and, I, and you know all, all this transferring stuff too. It's. Um, well, they got they got you know, too much going on in December now in college. Yeah, I mean that's probably another There's problem. Too much yeah. going on in December. That's the exactly. They need to space it out somehow better. I don't know how they do it, but it feels like there's a lot going on. And it, it, there's one there's one group of people I know that can solve this. It's the people in college athletics. They're paid enough, yeah. right? As Cobb they'll, they'll, get, they'll get it done. Cobb, we appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, David. Uh, thank you, guys. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.